The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. Hello everyone and welcome. I hope all is going well for you. This is Vince the Voice. This is the Black Mental Matters podcast where we work to talk about and you know get rid of that stigma as it relates to mental health in the black community, particularly and today we're going to focus in on our children because even under the best circumstances, it can be hard to tell the difference between challenging behavior and emotions that are consistent. You know, all kids go through some things, but then there are times when there should be cause for concern. Some disorders like anxiety, uh, ADTC, you know, the, when they're all hyper and depression, it does occur during childhood. In fact, many adults who seek treatment, they reflect back on how those disorders affected their childhood and wish they'd had some help sooner. So we're going to get you on track to get that baby of yours, that one that you love. We're going to get them straight. And I'm just so pleased that uh, you took time to listen in. This is Black Mental Matters, and it begins right now. It's Black Middle Matters with Vince and Makiba. How you doing, Makiba? I'm doing pretty good, Vince. How about yourself? I'm doing really well. It's uh, great. great to be back with you again. And you too. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Miss Makiba, <laughs> let me see, Masters of, uh, let's see, uh, Social Work, right? Um, bachelor's uh, in Social Work. Yeah, Bachelor's work. in Social Work. Master of Public Administration and Public Health. So she got the uh, all the uh, letters and credentials and the research and everything. And again, I'm so privileged to be able to glean all this great stuff from you. And we got some problems we got to talk about today. We okay. do, Vince. We got some problems. You know, you and I both are parents. Mm-hmm children and as parents you have to be ready to deal with some some issues with your children and that includes if they have some mental health challenges right it's important we got to step up when things get serious mm-hmm. and studies showing 12.8 percent of u.s adolescents had at least one major depressive episode that's what Absolutely. the studies are telling us yeah and and what's you know of major concern with that vince is those numbers are underrepresenting black Right. people because we don't seek treatment That's so right. that percentage that is out there wow. you know it's actually a lot lower than um the real data because we are just not talking about it you know and when you said i could see a big number too because i know just in casual discussions with the fellas mm-hmm. and you start telling them about what you're dealing with with your son and then when they finish you go home and hug your son because his kid got some yeah, problems you know right. what i'm saying it's, exactly oh. yeah so, all right. So we, our, our child, well, how do we even begin to recognize that mm-hmm. this, uh, you know, there may be some mental health challenges for our kids? Right. Well, I think we always need to make sure that we're understanding that whenever we're talking about mental health, that we understand that there is a problem with the general population. Mm-hmm. But of course, then with African-Americans or, or black Americans that you know, there's that other underlying layer, that added layer that we need to look at. Um, blacks are 20% more likely to experience mental health problems than the general population. Mm. So um, this is a really big problem. 20%. 20%. Um, the four common mental health disorders among blacks, particularly youth, are major depressive disorder or major depression, 
PTSD um, or post-traumatic um, stress disorder, mm. um, which you know many of us know that you know just from hearing stories about war, right. that that's any type of trauma, right, and that's right. you know child sexual abuse, being in a household where there's a lot of yelling and screaming, all types of things can cause trauma that ends up being unresolved, and then your body and your mind are trying to process it later on. Right. Um, um, ADHD, um, which which what is what used to be called as hyperactivity right. with kids. Um, that's very important, especially with black kids, because a lot of black kids are misdiagnosed yes, as being behavior behavior disorder, and especially boys too. Exactly, you know, boys. We trying to get busy. We right. you know, feeling ourselves. Hormones is yes. going, and, and also black girls. Black girls. Black too. girls because of that perception of the strong black woman uh, and that you're not supposed to show your vulnerability and you know being soft is, is being weak. Mm. Um, and then, then of course um, among black kids a major concern is suicide or death by suicide. So this is something very serious that parents need to be aware of. And so uh, the signs that, that, mm -hmm. that you would see, you, you, you know, um, I had a, a low self-esteem Right. And they have low self-esteem. Right. Disinterest in hobbies that used to bring them joy. Mm. Um, changes in eating behaviors, mm. um, weight gain or weight loss. Mm. Um, also, um, children that used to have maybe a, a friend group or used to be very social now are, are more withdrawn. Mm. Um, what I do want to point out to parents is to not confuse a withdrawn child with an introverted child because that's a completely different set of, of circumstances. An introverted child is just a, a child that's just naturally more quiet okay. by design and they're just more internalized than they are externalized. Okay. And that's actually nothing wrong with that. The issue with black America is that we feel like you know, we need to push our kids to always represent themselves, speak up, um, make eye to contact, be aggressive. And there are some kids that just don't have that personality and that's fine. So we need to make sure that we're not pushing our kids because that actually will lead them to experience anxiety. And you know what? Uh, it, it, I think the uh, ration, not the rationale, but the proof mm -hmm. in that pudding, you know, as adults, um, you know, I've worked in media. Uh, there's jobs like master control operator where that person is pretty much isolated. They just sit there and just watch screens all day. Wow. When I would interview for people like that, you were looking for that person that was very quiet, yes. introverted, not a social butterfly. You know, right. he's going to be on the job yes. and I ain't got to worry about him, <laughs> you know, uh, in the break room all the time and that kind of thing. Right. Or, you know, just the opposite. So those personality traits, I mean, those are, uh, wow. And so don't get them mixed up. Right. Yeah. Don't get them mixed up. And also don't think that just because your child is is quiet mm -hmm. that they are depressed mm -hmm. because that that's not the same thing and and there actually now some some social groups and some online groups um, especially for for black girls um to to address the fact that there are some black girls that like to play video games who like to do more activities that involve just them being by themselves and that's that there's nothing wrong with that that's actually healthy if that's their personality you know and i know this is something that uh you uh, uh have a lot of interest and have have 
uh, provided a lot of help for, say, in the uh, LGBTQ, but not necessarily LGBTQ. There are some boys who are manly but still like playing with dolls. Right. And there are some girls who are very feminine, but they can knock the ball out the ballpark. Right. You know, and that's another way you can get exactly. it mixed up. Exactly. Right. Huh? And and to and that's going into a whole that's a whole nother episode whole right nother there episode. Yes. is um, black parents giving their children space. Mm-hmm. to be themselves and not to be so caught up on those gender norms and just allowing their child just to be who they are. Another one, uh, academic, you see their, their grades yep, go absolutely. down. That's, that's a big sign, yes, right? Yes, um, grades going down, um, lack of sleep mm-hmm. or changes in sleep patterns, which is very, you got to be really paying attention to your child to catch that because most kids go to bed after mm-hmm. their parents mm-hmm. and are just up when they're supposed to go to school, whether they're tired or not. Mm-hmm. So you need to really be kind of paying attention to when your child, especially a young child, is going to sleep at night. And especially if they're having to get up at 5, 30, 6 o'clock in the morning to, to get to school. I mean, that means they're not getting enough rest. And that's becoming a lot more uh, common these days. You know, you mm-hmm. get out there, you see kids on the, you know, sitting yeah. on, the, on, the, on the corner waiting on the school bus and stuff like that. So in the dark, yeah. In, in the dark. So there, there are definitely... Uh, some of the signs, it could be one or a combination of these mm-hmm. things that, that we're talking about. But as a parent, you want to do the best that you can to help them. And so if you can catch it early, right, there's some definitely can be a good outcome. Right. right? And, and part of catching that, Vince, is in your dialogue okay. with your child. Um, what I learned as a parent is was when I would pick my kids up from school, they would and I would ask them, how was your day? I always got fine, fine. Mm-hmm. And then I, well. What do you mean, fine? What did you do? Well, that's that's too broad of a question to ask a child. You need to ask children specifics on, you know, where did you sit during lunch? What happened in this class? How are you feeling today? Mm. Ask them about things that are going on in the news that you know that they know about. Um, just to start a dialogue on, on where they are right now with their emotions. Well, that's it right there. And so we're going to talk about that in just a moment. Uh, Makiba, you jumped the gun on me. I'm I sorry. want to know how do you dig it out? You are already telling folks, but she got a whole lot more to tell. What? So you keep it right there. We'll take just a small, small uh, pause. We'll be right back with Black Bill Matters. Black Middle Matters with Vince and Makiba, and uh, today we're talking about our young people, Makiba, and uh, you know the fact that would you say twenty percent, probably more like thirty, forty percent of our young folks, especially in the black community, particularly in the black community, are experiencing uh, some mental health challenges. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I I think I misspoke on that. That's is we're blacks are twenty times twenty times more more likely. More likely. To experience mental illness than other people in, in the general population. Okay, so yes. yeah, let me clear that up. That's well, a high number. That, that, it's still a high number. Right. It's a very high number. Exactly. And, uh, uh, and as you say, you know, since we don't talk about it, we don't report it, it's still kind of a mystery as to what that number is. Right. But what we do know is not a mystery are some of the things mm-hmm. that can contribute to our young children, our kids, mm-hmm. having uh, some mental health challenges. What, what, what are some of those things? Um, well, from a socioeconomic um, perspective, it's, it's violence. Mm-hmm. Um, black kids have a higher um, likelihood of being exposed to violence mm-hmm. than other children. 
Um, and that can lead to all types of problems with the internalization of that. The, that can lead to PTSD. Yes. Um, that can lead to you know them acting out and yes. you know doing harm on somebody else, and now they're in trouble with the law. Then that's another set of problems. So that that's big. Um, also, yeah, before you leave that, uh -huh. I got I got it because it was really the thing that really made me start thinking about this subject matter mm -hmm. uh, as it relates to the black community. A lot of my family's from New Orleans. And when Katrina hit and you had just devastation and bodies floating down the street and the kids was on the bridge and they was put into the Superdome and they were saying, help me, help me, help me. And nobody came to help them. But then not only that, nobody came to help those kids process that. Yeah. How many it right. was. And I was like, well, who, those kids, when well, you talk about bringing in some counselors, absolutely, those kids needed some counselors. Absolutely. That, that actually gave me a chill. During that yeah. time, mm. um, we had some kids come from New Orleans to Atlanta that were in my, my son's class. And one little boy drew, for, his, for an art project, drew a picture, I think it was in the second or third grade, he, he drew a picture of coffins floating down the river and when when he presented that to his teacher you know the teacher kind of figured out okay well this is probably an experience that he had before he came over to Atlanta but then there was no follow-up right. with the social worker right. no counseling so so just you just gave a really good example Vince of mm -hmm. the unprocessed or even unaddressed trauma that black people have collectively experienced that has not been addressed right Right. Okay. All right. You wow. took me back Get there. Me yeah. yeah. There are some other things, of course, that, uh, 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 you know, contribute to our young people. Mm -hmm. What are some of those things? Um, so, of course, 24-hour access to social media. Oh. That's big. Um, once a child has a phone, Ooh. they are connected to the world 24 hours a day. And yes. they have access to their friend group and beyond and vice versa. The enemy group, too. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you know, that's bullies. a big deal yeah. for, for mm, kids. That's right. Right. And then from, from there, the, the bullying, the extensive bullying that goes on. Mm. Um, I, I actually saw, this, this was really interesting, I saw a video of, it was actually Shark Tank, and it, it was an, an episode, long story short, of a mom, black mom and her son, who developed this cookie company, got this great b deal with Damon, um, and later on found out you know once the kids her son actually got the deal he was about 11 12 years old mm. he was being extensively bullied <sighs> online um, being getting called the n-word <sighs> i mean just all types of stuff that you know 20 30 years ago we didn't have to deal with this with yeah. our kids yeah. and the mom had to shut down business mm. and just address her son being attacked online. Wow. Yeah, and and and, and it, it only came about because he became successful. popular and, and successful through that that media outlet. Isn't that uh, you know the, the whole thing about dumbing down you right. know comes into play with that too. You yes. know, kids acting like they're not smart because that's not cool, right. or because if I do act smart, I become a target. Yes. It, it, right. Right. Exactly. Um. So shout out to all the black nerds that are <laughs> out right. there. Those are my people. Yes. Um. But we do. Need to get away from and start having conversations with our kids about you know letting other kids be themselves and not having to conform to this one ideal of what a cool black person looks like right. you know with Good. thinking that you got to be you know into one type of music only mm -hmm. or if you only if you don't listen to this you know you're not cool right. so kids do have to deal with that right. unfortunately mm -hmm. um they, of course also we have the racial in, in, 
the racial inequalities, not just within the school system, but just, you know, in, in, in general, you in know, life, kids yeah. who do have access to social media also have access to the news, mm. unfortunately, with the racial injustice, police shootings, police brutality against young persons of color. Um, and that news cycle, just like, you know, the news cycles on the television, Vince, that's 24 hours a day. Mm. And so you have access to just being re-traumatized over, over and over and again. Over and over again. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Um, and then lastly, one of the most important things that black kids face is the stigma within the family. Mm. So a lot of kids don't get the help because once they even do try to say, hey, I'm feeling depressed. No, you're not. What do you mean? You got lights, got, you got lights. clothes. We talked about that before. Right. Man up, what's wrong exactly. with you, boy? Yeah, right. yeah. You, know, yeah. you didn't get it as hard as I yeah. had it. And, right, yeah. yeah. So those are just some issues that our kids have to face that are leading over into um, mental health issues with them, particularly with depression and anxiety. So our, our you know, once we determine that, okay, some of these things have happened, mm -hmm. of course, we always want to get to solutions. And I think I think we can start, you know, right now uh, talking about that. And you did. You started. You teased them in the last segment. <laughs> First thing as a parent we need to do is start talking to them, right? Have Absolutely, Vince. Mm -hmm. um, start talking to your child. And once you do have an understanding that your child is experiencing a problem, especially with depression, um, thoughts of suicide, thoughts of hopelessness, not wanting to be here anymore, you have got to get professional help. Mm. And I want to really stress this point with parents is that if you have a child that is dealing with with depression, you you know come across a journal or something, or you'd see where they are communicating that that they are having thoughts where they are entertaining suicide or death by suicide. You cannot deal with that on your own. And when you think about depression, you can't think about treating depression the same way you would treat a cold. Mm. You have to look at depression as this dark force or even this, this thing that's likened to a hitman that is trying to take your child out. Wow. And you have to be very aggressive in your response to that. Number one, you need to make sure that you reach out to a professional. Okay. Your child needs to see a professional okay. as soon as possible. Um, and then you need to stay on top of their treatment or their care because you cannot take this lightly. It has to be addressed very seriously and with with some aggression. And, and a lot of times parents, and this is another important um, thing, that, point that I wanted to make because I've had to learn this myself, is that you've got to know when to take off your parenting hat mm. and to be an advocate and an ally for your child who yes. is experiencing this and not worry so much about they had impressed their clothes this morning, they didn't clean their room. You've got to kind of put away that parenting stuff and that relationship that you have with them parent a child with understanding that they need help and, and understanding, well, are they making their counseling sessions? Are they taking their medication? Are they feeling better? Those are the things that you got to put ahead of you, you parenting them and, and you being a mom. So you not only, I mean, of course, we always use the word uh, support, right. but you, you got to be in it. You, you do. You, got to you be, have to be you their can't advocate. You just drop them off at the uh, doctor's office and now, hey, I'll be back. I'm, right. Uh, you know, I'm because going to the mall kind of thing. No, <laughs> you know, right. You Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And you need to, if you're 
child does need to have therapy, you need to be present and engaged with the therapist. Of course, the confidentiality that's going to be there between that therapist and your child, that exists. But you need to at least show your child that you are in this with them and have a conversation with that therapist and ask, what is it I can do to help support my child on their emotional wellness journey? Wow. And then you need to do those things. That's good stuff, Makiba. That's good stuff. And so, come on, let's be honest, everyone, uh, with ourselves. And you know your daughter, your son, and, and how they are, and then how they're not anymore, mm-hmm. or vice versa, what have you. And uh, so these are just some great, uh, great information, some great information on how we can really support them so that they have the best mental uh, health outcome that that's possible. And when we come back, there's some things in addition to getting the, the uh, therapist, there's some things that you all can do to help them along in this journey. And uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. Okay, great. Black Mental Matters. It's Black Mental Matters with Vince and Makiba. And today we are helping our parents out there when you're parenting uh, your children that are battling with some mental health issues. And as we found out, you know, again, through research and everything that it's happening more often, we'd, of course, than we'd want it to. Mm-hmm. And there's still questions out there. But there are some things, Makiba, that, uh, and I, I'm, I'm encouraged as I, you know, we do this research when you find, okay, there are some answers. Right. That, that That's the beginning. It's just start looking for, you know, right. well, what's really going on. Mm-hmm. One of the things, of course, your child needs your emotional support. Mm-hmm. And you need to be their number one person. Person. Absolutely. They need somebody to talk to. It can't be, sometimes they ain't their friends. No, yeah, your friends aren't your therapists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and, and adults need to understand that too. And parents need to also understand as they are assisting their child in their mental health journey that they need to be able to unload as a parent and have somewhere and someplace and somebody that they can talk to so that they have enough openness to always be available for their child where they don't get burnt out. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that's, that's true. So spending quality time mm-hmm. with your child, right. very effective way, yes. right? Spending quality time. Uh, you started talking about this, encourage open and honest conversations. Yes. How are you feeling about stuff? stuff biggest thing and and I, I know i'm going too fast right now but okay. a biggest thing is listening to what they got to say vince huh? two ears <laughs> one mouth mm. you should listen twice as much mm. as you speak especially when it comes to children and we as parents need to practice listening with no intention of responding mm. just shut up and listen yeah. and that's hard to do as a parent because you're thinking, well, you know, I don't know about that. And I don't understand. And why didn't you do this? And how come this? You have to just listen without sitting there thinking about what you're going to say next. And, you know, dad always wants to fix things. Yeah. You know how that works. He, right. he, he wants to fix things. So we want to get rid of the problem as soon as, soon as we can. Mm-hmm. So that uh, uh, one more with that is acknowledging their inner struggle. Say, hey, you know, a- acknowledge. OK, I, un- I, I understand what you're going through right. or, you know, I can and affirming it affirming and it. not minimalizing it because it's important to them. Yeah. So it might be something small to us, but it might be big to them. Yes. Yes. 
Now, another big thing is encouraging a healthy lifestyle, Makiba. This mm-hmm. is big uh, for helping our kids yes. have better mental. Just like for adults, mm-hmm. kids need. So that means stuff like exercising yes. regularly, huh? Right. Yes. Regular exercise, eating healthfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're trying to counter and um, combat some of that junk food, which is a, a double-edged sword sometimes because so- sometimes kids want the junk food or parents will get kids the junk food because it, it makes them feel better. Mm-hmm. So we have to really be con- conscious of that. Um, also, if you're dealing with a child that's also got a, a weight issue, oh, yeah. you cannot be a nagging parent right. because then you're exacerbating the problem and right. you're making it worse. That's going to make them want to eat for comfort even more. So just in how, and you just mentioned this, Vince, a little bit, with how we interact and communicate with our, our children that are struggling with their mental health is we cannot nag. It has to be supportive and it has to be loving and it has to be unconditional. And this is something else I wanted to stress during this podcast, Vince, is that we need to, as parents, make sure that when we express love for our kids, it's not because they did something Uh, or they brought home a grade or they accomplished something. That love should be unconditional just because they're here. Right, right. Ooh. Kiba, yeah. something else. Uh, <laughs> sleep, I didn't realize how much sleep uh, affects the mental health, especially when they're developing, yes. you know, and you develop until you like 20-something. So mm-hmm. you need to get some regular sleep so Absolutely. that uh, you can be top of mind and all that kind and that's, of stuff. And that's parents, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, sleep is the cornerstone of mental health. Mm. If you don't get enough sleep, it's hard, even as an adult during your day, to figure out how to catch up with the day. You just feel tired and exhausted and and lethargic. Your mind is not processing things the way that it should. You feel hungry when you're actually tired. You've Mm. got all these mixed emotions. So sleep is very important for kids. And at least with kids, parents can control that a little bit more with saying, hey, let's get these you know, devices out of your room. Right. Let's have some tea together. You need to establish a nighttime ritual with your child. Right, right. I like this next one too, and that is help them feel connected yes. because loneliness, folks, is a, is a tough thing. And when you're lonely as a kid under 18 years old, you know, that's what they say, the devil's playground, you know, you get to your Absolutely. own devices. Can, can, can. So, you know, helping them socialize somehow, you know, you could uh, inspire them to join a club, maybe mm-hmm. uh, give them some ideas on attending various social events. Uh, I think, uh, you know, those things like I used to laugh and did you do a cotillion, batillion? Did you, was you all dressed up back in the day? No. You did, I don't I even mean, know what that is. You know, what you is that? A cotillion. A cotillion? Yeah, or a botillion for the girls. It was the cotillion. You're fancy. Uh-uh. Well, no, I, I wasn't fancy, but I saw them, you know, all the time <laughs> doing that. But it helped get them. It, it was like uh, announcing them to society oh, kind okay. of, you know, I, I you know, the Jack and Jilly yeah, kind of fancy. people. Mm-hmm. You know, no, no, no. I didn't do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But but that 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 helped them Absolutely. you know kind of develop as right. as young people and and socialize uh, uh, encouraging uh, uh, now you know you hear it all the time play dates you know yes. not me about play dates they in the second grade right. I'm like what what's, what's that all about but things like that mm-hmm. that helps the young people become social and uh, uh, learn how to. Uh, 
process uh, what conflict. I mean, right. all those things come up on those times, right. and that's how you're, you're able to right. understand it. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. and and you touched on loneliness. Um, I think eighty percent of kids that are that are dealing with depression and anxiety experience loneliness, mm-hmm. and loneliness does not go away by itself. Wow! So it is something that you need to make sure that you are addressing with your child if they're by themselves a lot. And again, that's not the same as being introverted. That's not the same thing if they are by themselves and you're noticing those those other circumstances where they're not eating or changes in their behavior changes in, in their grades you need to make sure that you're giving that child some type of, of support and that might even be you sitting and playing a video game with them mm. that may be all they want yeah yeah and that could be a, a good time for you too you know it's like whatever it is that uh, makes your child stay in contact with with others which includes you because you know when this situation arises where they have mental health then they don't want to deal with you either right <laughs> you know so at least be that right. beginning yes. and 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 you know maybe do some role playing kind of thing as to when when this happens because like you what you say loneliness uh, it don't go away it by itself. Go away Even by though itself. it's lonely, it ain't going no. away by itself. I was <laughs> uh, like, what? Oh, yeah. That's, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that's you know? a good one. Mm. Right. And, and, and also, Vince, I wanted to also um, point out the importance of when you're dealing with your child's mental health, mm-hmm. you need to make sure home is a refuge. Right. So the house, you cannot be arguing with your right. spouse. You can't be arguing with you know your other kids about what's going on you need to be very conscientious of the the vibrational frequency of your home your home should be a safe space for your child and not a place where they're talking to you about their depression and then they're hearing their parents scream and fight all night long you know and you've 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 talked about that before and that's how i know it's true because you say sometimes i mean it comes up in all these different scenarios there are some solutions to these things and that's why again makiba i'm so glad you know that me and everybody else we're getting this help from none other than m J R B M O. She got all them letters. This girl is bad. I'm telling to the bone, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, you can you can overcome uh, mental health challenges along with your child. Absolutely. Um, and so uh, we really appreciate it again, Makiba, for all the information. Any last words you want to tell them and, and leave them with? Well, just just to understand the importance that you are your child's role model and that they're watching you. And they're also watching your behavior. So if you're telling them one thing and then you're doing something else, they are learning the way that you are dealing with the stress and the problems in your life as well. So you need to be very conscious of your own behavior. Wow, that sounds like a Makiba mental moment right there. Oh, man, Dang. Well, it does. We, we gotta, you got to think about it, girl. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, let's see. BlackMentalMatters.com, new websites, looking good. Yes. We're working on it. Info at Black Mental Matters. You can email us, uh, the Instagram, the Twitter, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Stay in touch, and uh, let's uh, move this together. Advocate with us right here. Yeah. It's Black Mental Matters. This is Makiba Reed Johnson with Black Mental Matters, and this is Makiba's Mindful Moment. You know, teenagers go through various phases. There's a lot of mood swings and emotional episodes that come with adolescence, and it can be hard to know when their behavior is part of growing up and when it's something more serious. This is why we need to, as parents, know when to take off that parenting hat and put on the advocate hat. 
We need to show support, not be pushy, because this can help us gain our child's trust, allowing them to talk about their problems and their worries when they come up. This will help you be able to spot potential warning signs and react accordingly.